Guten Tag, and welcome to another quality content module freshly ground by Small Beans, where ideas are always percolating. If you enjoy this pod, please consider joining our community over at patreon.com slash smallbeans, where only three bucks a month gets you access to double the content, including Patreon-exclusive series like Spielboys and Star Trek The Next Futurama, plus bonus episodes of your SB favorites. Much love, and enjoy the thing. It's time for Dad's Now. Look, it's all about dads. I don't want you talking about anything but dads. Cause it's all dads now. Oh, there it is. It it happened. It happened. We're back, baby. Week four. Yeah. Week four. You you did it. You you did it. You're about to listen to the fourth episode of Inside Dads, everybody. And final one ever. (laughs) We're unsure. Probably not. Probably, Probably not. There's a lot of not. dad. I don't think our uh, I don't think our uh, unified field theory of dad is honed. So I think we're probably gonna have to do some more of this. But it's yeah. gonna be all for now. Um, yeah, we'll we'll keep doing it in batches. Yeah. Abe, have you heard of Doctor Sam Shepard? No. He was a neurosurgeon uh, who was accused of killing his wife back in the 1950s. Uh, and, uh, he didn't become a fugitive. Uh, he just went to jail, I think. Uh, and then I, I believe he had a few trials. Uh, he, um, he was found guilty. I think the first time he had uh, a retrial later, uh, he eventually got out of prison. You know, he, he, uh, maintained that he didn't kill his wife and then he became a professional wrestler. No joke. What? In uh yep, he wrestled over forty matches. Uh as Killer Sam Shepard. Uh which that, doesn't wow, okay. s- seems like I don't know, if you maintain you didn't kill your wife, maybe don't uh, <laughs> don't call yourself killer. Killer Sam Shepard, uh in nineteen sixty nine. He uh he then you know, he died uh in nineteen seventy um it always ends the same man pretty fucking dark life in general um and so he died of liver failure he you know he uh the the whole point is that like uh they they at least believe that the fugitive was based off of this uh guy although the writers of the fugitive maintain that the tv show was never based off of him and you could believe it, right? Just it's a neurosurgeon who didn't kill his wife, according to him. That's pretty much where the comparison ends. I would have loved the sequel to have Harrison Ford as a pro wrestler. As a wrestler, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that story, you know. You're welcome. <laughs> that was a great story from Dave Bell. Hi. Uh, hi. I'm Abe Epperson. We're the co-hosts of Inside Dads. And as you guessed from... Dave's story, we're talking about the fugitive, baby. We we absolutely are. Now, this one is probably on our list so far. The most that I think everyone will agree is a dad film, yeah? Yes. I, In my opinion, 
this is the ultimate dad movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is going to be very hard to out-dad this movie. It's also, I don't know if you agree with this, one of my favorite movies. Uh, It's one of the movies I can just close my eyes and play in my head because I've seen it so often. That's pretty well known. Yeah. It is. It won Tommy Lee Jones an Oscar. Yes, it did. Uh, which is wild. That is uh, a wild film to win an Oscar for, frankly. Yeah, but when you watch him, he fucking shines. He's oh, like, yeah. this is like, it's like, who is this young starlet who's popping out <laughs> of the screen? Like he is, he is fucking. He's better than Ford in this, and Harrison Ford's great. Yes, like he, Tommy Lee Jones makes this film. He is incredible, and I think that the reason that everyone thinks it's also very dad is because I think ultimately it's credit to the genre, right? It's an action thriller. Yes, That's, and I would as say far this. as like you know, we've we covered a lot. Of, like we covered sports movies a little bit. We covered you know like romance movies. Um, it's one of the genres that is. A very dad genre. In oh general. yeah. So I think that that's why it gets a lot of credit for that. Uh, but it is undeniably dead. Yeah. Once we get into it, I'd say there's other things that make it even more dead besides the genre. But yes. Yeah. Thriller action. We're probably we you know we have a ton of those uh, that that we'll be covering, no doubt. I don't know if you had the same. There's some like missing pieces of the dad formula that this movie does provide. That the more I think of yes. other movies, I'm like, oh, yes, that is something that we haven't really seen before, but is uniquely a dad movie aspect, yeah. or at least according to me. We talked about this uh, last episode. This is the first dad movie we're covering where the characters aren't dads, as far as we know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it is uniquely like different from the other dad films we covered. And yet has a lot of similarities. And that's why we're like, it's a good one to end on because it kind of will help us nail down. Like what are the more, the most common, you know, through lines yeah. of dad yeah. films. Exactly. Cause I think we can all close our eyes like Dave imagining the fugitive and think of what a dad movie is. Mm-hmm. And so let's do that. And let's start by uh, let's get inside this dad. Huh? Yeah. Let's climb yeah. in there. Let's open him up. Like a tongue. Spread them spread open and getting in, get in that yeah. dad. Uses warmth. Yeah. Mm, uh, delicious. Can I right. start with what I think makes uh-huh. this? Okay. This is dad v. dad. That's, That's what it. makes it such a dad movie. Double daddy. We have Dr. Dad, uh, and he is, he's got a big dad beard that he has to sacrifice later. The ultimate mm-hmm. sacrifice ultimate. for a dad. Yeah. Uh, and he's got employees and we throughout the movie we just are constantly told how great he is by his other colleagues they interview other colleagues who keep being like we love him he's our daddy mm-hmm. uh, his colleagues being jane lynch for one which is uh an interesting appearance i didn't i always forget she's in this uh mm-hmm. julian moore gr- gains a dad uh because she <laughs> respects him yeah because he saves a kid so he's big daddy doctor uh, with his his uh, uh, big daddy beard, lots of and mustaches then, and beard, and then you have Tommy Lee Jones, who's like daddy of a squad. Exactly, you know? he's even a bigger dad. He's dropping wisdom, and they all listen. And you he's know. in charge, and he he's going through the system. He doesn't care if he killed his wife or not. That's not the problem. The problem is he's got to bring his man in, and well, there's there's yeah, there's other broad strokes there. Um, Another way I think this is unique 
dad movie that the other ones have less of is that this is a quote, what would you do situation? Mm-hmm. It's a hypothetical, the same way, you know, like that idea of like the stereotype of guys all having like contingency plans for if they had to fight an animal. Um, this feels like a very uh, dad thought experiment, which is what do I do if I'm on the run from the law? Right, 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 right. And it's got a little bit of that like North by Northwest, like Hitchcock in it, uh, which is, you know, everyone against you. Right. Uh, and it's like, what do you do with that? Because that's something that's, I think, uniquely of this time, dad. Yes. 1993. That's a different dad than, you know, 30 years later. Right. But, you know, it's still the same kind of, the, it's it's the dad we were told as we were growing up. This For is, sure. Um, and I think that there's a lot in that. Yeah, absolutely. There's also the fact that it's based off an older show. Which was probably watched by dads. Four dads by dads. Four dads by dads. Yes. There's other similarities, but we could. We I guess we could just like go through the plot to point them out. I like doing that. This section is where we go through more or less chronologically, but we just talk about the sections that are like, oh yeah, that's something that is daddy. Um, yeah. And I think right off the bat. Because uh, we yeah. get shots of the city intercut with black and white, like slow shutter speed footage of a m- the murder of a wife. Yep. Women in peril. Women be dying. <laughs> and I think it's important. I think there's a touch in this that I want to point out just directorially. I think it's important that when she died, she was close to the phone. She makes that 911 call that we hear right. later. But it's important that she is by the phone because if only she could call a dad. This tragedy would be avoided. It makes it that much more tragic to all the dads in the room because they're just like the technology exists to activate me. But for some reason, she couldn't reach it and she couldn't call, you know, she couldn't call her her, her daddy, which is what he calls his name. Like, right. Yeah, she does. ends up implicating Mm -hmm. him. Uh, And yeah, it's his hot wife. You know, Mm -hmm. she's got to be a hot wife. And uh, yeah, she super, super duper dies. <laughs> and then she exists only in mournful flashbacks. Yep. Yep. And uh, so we get details about, and this is all happening simultaneously. Very good um, weighted intro uh, movie, in my opinion. Right. You get like three, you get like recreations of the night in as like a memory. It's kind of cool because we get details about. Dr. Richard Kimball, played by Harrison Ford. Right. And he's, yeah, a rich doctor, specifically philanthropist. And he buzzes around a party, has many friends who talk about golf and like how many cars they have. Yeah. And, but I love how it plays like memories in Ford's head while he waits to be interrogated. So we have like this triple space occurring where it's like him mem- uh, remembering his events of the night, him imagining what her events were during the night, and also the now you know, in the aftermath and the the glow of the death. Um, yeah, it's just kind of cool. Oh, yeah. A cool well way done. to do it. Um, and then we get in a car ride home, and he gets a call in his very fancy car. This is a memory of earlier in the night. Mm-hmm. That uh, uh, he's not needed in surgery to fill in for someone, but rather another doctor wants his help. Yeah. during surgery and i think that's another dad trope right yeah oh yeah because it shows that he'll help out first off he'll help out others 
which is like, oh, good. Let's save the cat. Say, you know, he's doing good stuff. He's a good guy. Uh, but he's the goddamn best vascular surgeon yep. in the biz. And other women are going to show up in this film to constantly, as I mentioned, admire how good he is. Uh, it's just, yeah. he's so good. You know, and he's just such a good guy. When he gets the phone call, and he hangs up and he's like, I got to go, honey. I'm sorry. It's work, uh, which is, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I think that's been every movie uh, we've covered so far. Uh, she says, I'll wait up for you. Oh, which yeah. I love. Which you because, get like American president, workaholic stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Daddy's got to work. She, she is the best wife because she will you just wait for him. Right. And that's yeah. what dads want. Uh so yeah, that's what we get in like his memories. And then we cut hard cut to the interrogation proper with the cops and everything like that. And it's functions essentially to do one thing that the cops think that he did it and they're just not budging from that opinion. Right. Clearly he did it. Her skin or his skin is under her fingernails. He looks like he's been in a fight. There's no proof of a one-armed man. It seems right. outrageous. He's claiming a one-armed man. It seems like an obvious made-up story after the fact, uh, and the fight, and the reason he's bleeding is... Right. Uh, for, it, you know. for some reason, it doesn't occur to him that he let his colleague borrow his keys, uh, mm-hmm. because they're like, does anybody else have access? And he's like, no. And then, spoilers, later in the movie, he's like, oh, right, that guy did. And it's like, boy, you went through the whole trial not remembering that, huh? Yeah, you kind of deserve to go to jail, you jackass. Uh, I also, there's also a lovely moment that happens kind of a little bit later. You mentioned it in the trial, where we get the playback of her saying he's he's trying to kill me, right, Richard, and that's which is interpreted not as a cry for help, but rather as a declaration of a killer. Yeah. But my lo- my favorite part of that edit is that the one-armed man then pushes the button right after that, which I'm sure he was like, well, that was a freebie. You yeah, know? Like, exactly. like it was like the perfect sound wow. clip. Cool. Yeah, he was just like, wow, I'm really going to get away with this. Right. Yeah. This is but, why if I'm ever murdered or even just die accidentally, uh, my final thing is I'm going to write a friend's name in blood just to fuck with them. You know, God, you're the worst. Yeah, I'm just for I fun, hate, please. I hate that you're my friend, uh, which yeah. I know is going to make it more likely that. Yeah, my name you know what's an easy name down. to write? A I know. I, that's. I was just going to say it's a shorter name. Abe yeah. is easy to just whip out at the end. Exactly. <laughs> while you're getting murdered. Yeah, but well, I want to talk about. So I want to talk about this is a dad thing, and this is a very cynical mm-hmm. dad one. But this whole movie is based on the idea. So as people probably know, statistically. When a, a a woman dies in her house with her husband there, the murderer is the husband. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying always. I'm saying statistically, th- it's almost always the husband, right? That's just how it is. It's it's most murders are you the victim. It's someone who knew them, right? And yeah. so statistically speaking, Kimball's uh, uh, fucking... His um, alibi here, his uh, his reasoning, it's a one-armed man who came in, is quite frankly like something a murderer would say. Yeah. <laughs> it's very obviously something a murderer would say. And if you saw this in the news, you would say, that man killed his wife. And you'd be right. Yeah. And so this movie is saying to all the daddies, no, no, you didn't. You mm-hmm. didn't kill your wife. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like maybe not to the wife specifically, but it's just such a very like 
this it, fantasy of like uh, this elaborate way a guy didn't kill his wife. It, it feels like exactly the kind of seed that's planted where later you'd like, if this happened in real life, there'd be guys being like, I don't think he did it. Like, what if he was framed? He could have been framed. He's so important. You know, he's so important yeah. that he gets framed. Uh, right. Your job is so important. How often uh, it, does that happen? Well, it could happen. It then. could That's happen. It yeah. happened in the fugitive. Uh, right. Yeah. And it's exactly in tell with like what we've been saying about like the world is against them somehow. And they're right. going to have to prove in this case his innocence right, and get because, their wife's killer with, you know, all that he's got, you know, right. in his head and his body. You because know? Uh, ultimately you learn he's too damn good at his job. He's so good. Just like all the others. He's so J- good yep. at his and job. That's, that's why they need to, they wanted to kill him. Anyway, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. I just want to make a note that in this section, it's in very, like, I guess there's parts of it in Witness, but Harrison Ford is really good in this. I forget how good he is He's in this. Great, yeah. Especially his deer in headlights look during like all of Act One when he's getting put into prison. He's just like, oh fuck, I'm going to prison. Yeah. It's just really well I don't know. I just know ne- it's been a while since I watched this oh, movie, yeah. but I noticed that and I was he's- like, oh. I would argue he's never said this, but I think he's one of my father's favorite actors. I would mm-hmm. argue, I'm not, no, for sure, but my dad always said he, Harrison Ford is amazing at looking like he's in pain. And it's so true. Like, oh, it's, emotional yeah, pain, sure. physical pain, he's so, he sells it so well. He sells, yeah, and he, and he can, because he can also take the pain and channel it into other stuff, like turn it into anger, yeah, turn it into self-loathing, he can do all that stuff, and that's a hallmark of a good actor, obviously. Um but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, enough about that. I'm sure we'll wax poetic about Tommy Lee Jones when he comes on. But uh, we'll let's wax that Jones. Yeah, sure. but we, we cut to the bus of the prison, and there's an attempted breakout. I'll go through this quickly because you all know it if you've seen this movie. Uh, guy fakes being sick, storms the guards, the killers, uh, the driver is killed, and uh, the bus rolls over some train tracks, and a train comes. Yeah, and I need p- to point something mm-hmm. out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very daddy it's two dicks crashing into each other oh yeah yeah yeah. that's two big dicks crashing right into each other there is something there is something about trains cars and planes yep that we're starting to notice also about dad movies right also shout out to the production that didn't clean this stunt and you can still find these things today oh cool yeah which is very dad like of them (laughs) to not clean Mm -hmm. up Mm -hmm. i would argue yeah, they yeah, just left there. You literally, you can go to like I don't know where it's like Georgia. It's a it's somewhere like I I, I Tennessee. I don't know. A, and you can find this old train and this old bus just crashed together. What in the a woods. fantastic feat of laziness that benefits everybody. Yeah, exactly. Uh, except I'm sure the people who live there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, one important part is that he helps a cop, even yep. though you know the cops obviously are for, like a part of. His problem, mm-hmm. and because... even when another cop runs away from that because yeah. he, he he sees the train, so this shows that our protagonist he cares more about life than anyone else. Dad achieves. Well, yeah, he and you know what that is? That's a reverence. It's a mm-hmm. reverence for preserving for life for his preserving code as a doctor, He's otherwise a, he... known as the system. <laughs> yep, the Hippocratic oath is yep. bringing us in. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, one thing I noticed this time is that just from a geography standpoint, he like launches the you know the guard's body 
over. And then the second car that kind of dislodges from the train and chases forward down the incline. Uh, and, you know, you get that, he jumps, you know, and, and falls into like a trench. You know, we all know that shot. It's, I think it was on the cover at one point. Right. Um, that, based off where he threw the body and where the train's trajectory was going, that train definitely ran over the guard, yeah, right? I know the guard him. is alive and he, he saved, saved him, him first. But, <laughs> and then ran, but him it's like over. he threw him into the... Yeah. I don't know. Just rewatch the movie and tell me if I'm crazy. That cop is a smushed cop is what uh, I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and uh, the only thing of note plot-wise is that a second fugitive also survives and right. escapes, but is going in I a wanna, different direction. Than yeah, forward. I want to know. He doesn't... You know, the whole thing is it wasn't his fault he escapes, right? No. no. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that becomes important later, once again, for the code, the dead yes. code. Dead code. Uh, and so we get inner Tommy Lee Jones, our dad number two. It's a dad off. <laughs> um, it's immediately a pissing contest, too, because yes, he shows up and they're like, jurisdiction. And he's like, Naha, me. And the other guy's like, me. Yep. And that's then he's immediately vindicated. Because he's like, I think this prisoner's escaped. And the other guy's like, no, they all died. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, I'm taking over. And then he's like, ah, looky here. uh, Prisoner shackles with no limbs in them. I was right. Yeah. Yep. So he's not only a walking, talking badass with a team that gives him respect, but he's always right. And clever. Yes. Uh huh. And he's clever and everyone thinks he's the leader and he will coach this fugitive back into yep. his cell. God damn Right. It. Because he shows up with like, like we said, a little like, like baby ducklings following him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's like, I'm daddy here and amasses even more baby ducklings by yes. becoming father of the crime scene. Because he's a shepherd of a yep. flock. He's Jesus-like. He is. He's, da- he's da- like Jesus' ultimate daddy, right? Right. Jesus got all ticks all the boxes. Right. <laughs> yeah. And he, uh, so he goes over the investigation with everyone. And I love, especially his little squad there, and I love that his tactic is very dad-like too. Because he uses forceful talking. Like we get yes. the outhouse and the doghouse speech uh and it's just like he just barks orders and people are expected to follow because of their reverence for the system so he's on the oh sorry well just that he's on the top of a system of datitude yes like it it goes it's dad's all the way down there's also and we saw this with kimball which is like he's so good Mm -hmm. um tommy lee jones is also um has work ethic he's thorough Everything mm-hmm. so from here on, everything's about thoroughness. He goes like, "I want a perimeter of fifty miles." No, make it twenty or something like that. Later, the guy says, "When they think he's dead, he goes, the guy is fish food." And he goes, "Then catch the fish that ate him. Bring him to me." Yeah, it's exactly. very dad. Where it's like, "I want, I want the, <coughs> this house cleaned. You know, mm-hmm. I want, I want to see my face in this tile. I want every no stone unturned, thorough." Yep. Ethics. Thorough, militaristic, work, hard know, work, discipline, all that yep. stuff. I want you guys to do your job. Mm-hmm. And we get a steady. And I, what I obviously about this movie, since it's a dad off, is we have them in conflict immediately. And I love the little nod that they have of just from the get go. I mean, obviously Tommy Lee Jones knows that he's a fugitive, but of Ford, he 
the way he says doctor is like this fucking dandy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so, they, so he's already Campbell. throwing shade on dads that he hasn't even met dads and he's already calling a shot. Yeah. You know, uh, we cut back to Ford Fugitive um, and he's crossing a river. And he, here's a moment I wanted to ask you about because you've lived in colder climates. Uh, he finds a tow trucker. And I just want to point out that the guy just takes off his second pair of pants that he has on. And maybe this is done in Illinois where it takes place, but I'm a California boy and an idiot. So it's just funny to me that like he needs pants. That's like the thing he needs. And lo and behold, a man is like, well, don't need these second pair of pants. So yeah, I can actually, so it doesn't mm. seem that cold um, right. because later he's in water and stuff and he doesn't die. Uh, or like right, freeze right. to death. He sleeps in the woods overnight, like a bear. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. Like a real fucking bear dad. Oh, that's a big dad one. Uh, yep. The 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 camping aspect. So to me, that says like, okay, it's not cold enough. But mm-hmm. if you were working outside a lot, you absolutely have multiple layers in the winter. You have pants. You ha- usually have long underwear, then pants, and then sometimes snow pants. And then if you're working a lot you might get too hot so you'll take off a layer because you're yeah, naturally yeah, yeah. warming That's yourself right. up i mean i i gathered but that but it just seems like you took off right a pair that... of jeans off of another pair of jeans which yeah, maybe it, that's it what seems it a little is. weird yeah and it but I, more of more than anything it's just you know convenient and i yeah. laughed at it uh but as we mentioned like a bear uh for like ford fugitive returns to a hospital because it comforts him yep. like a cave does to a bear yeah and he uh because he has to treat his wound uh so he's sneaky and clever, clever. and acts like a loader and gets himself into a room yeah. and it's a, again what would i do in this scenario it's yeah playing it how out. would i how would i survive yeah uh, and he uh and that's also where he cuts off his beard which makes him sad because it's the source of his power and all that yeah um uh, and it's and, also oh, when he disguises as a doctor and then yep. a cop goes, hey, doc, that's you fly right. because we love dicks and piss. We, a little sexy, embarrassing. Right. Yeah. That's the thing that we're starting to I, I think we're finding out uh, that's important to dads is that yeah. dicks and stuff. Uh, anyway, he steals an ambulance. Um, and then we're back with the fugitive squad, yep. uh, where Tommy Lee Jones tactic once again is whenever something he needs done is like poo pooed by the team. He just loudly says what he wants again over and over yep. and there's little tiny complaints. Just stop. He's just raw dogging, uh, leadership yeah. is basically what's happening. He sure like is. A, it's just a real child's tactic. I love mm-hmm. it. Uh, anyway. Um, we're intercut with the hospital and the guard that he ran into uh, or the guard that he saved forward. That is uh, recognized him as he was, you know, taking the ambulance because he couldn't help and, save helping save the guy. He, he, yeah. he tells the doctor like, tell him he he's could, blah, 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 medical thing. Cause he knows where the guy's been stabbed. We get several beats of that throughout this movie is he can't help, but he can't help it. His someone. big weakness. Yeah. Is that he has to help people it's real star trek problems right it's like yeah. well we got to get out of here but also these people need to we need to save every last one of them right and um yeah the ambulance is obviously reported stolen and the quickness with which uh tommy lee jones's team gets this information throughout the movie is like 
an alarmingly impressive infrastructure yeah. that I don't think exists yeah. ever. Sir, in any... sir, we just got a report that he had a dream about his dead wife. Ah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. He's just yeah. learning about the scenes as they happen. And immediately... They show him the script every time. <laughs> and they immediately know where to go and they know where to search and they're there within seconds. Because what makes this thing really run, pacing-wise, is that, like... Tommy Lee Jones is really on fucking Harrison Ford's heels right. the entire movie. There's a, so there is a reason, like, narratively, why, like, like this is, they didn't set out to make a dad film. They no. just did. Because for this movie, to make this interesting, and why it's one of the best movies, in my opinion, is because he's, yeah, like you said, he's always at his heels. And in order to do that, they keep having these moments where Tommy Lee Jones, you realize, like, he's not going to fucking stop. That's right. the whole point. He is thorough. He's such a daddy because that's terrifying because he's hunting him and he is just, he is relentless. And that's what makes the movie interesting is that basically half of the movie is Harrison Ford running away just as Tommy Lee Jones gets there mm. and he's, having no time to rest. And, you know, Ford like is the world's a, most dangerous game. Exactly. You know, he really he's is. just perfect prey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cause like the fugitive squad is just immediately on a helicopter and they, within a minute, less than a minute of screen time, they have found him. They yep. have found the ambulance, which is crazy because yep. they were all the way over by the, the, the wreckage of the train and he's been walking around all night. He's been going to hospitals and shit. Um, they finally corner him in a tunnel, but Ford fugitive sneaks uh, into the sewers and because yep. he's willing to get dirty, um, which is another cleverness shown by uh, mm-hmm. Harrison Ford. And Jones finds Ford, but he drops his gun, which Ford picks up. And we get the whole, I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. I don't care. Because again, it's work ethic. He doesn't mm-hmm. care. He's he just going to get the job done. He's just there to be a, a you know, a journeyman, just yep. a, a, just an absolute craftsmanship a horse yeah he's, he's a horse yeah um and i love that the reveal after you know uh you know ford bear runs away scampers away with his gun the reveal is that aha but dad number two is equally crafty and clever he's got a concealed second gun yeah of course ah, he does, of course I he think, does. so that goes into dad love of gadgets which yep. is second guns, backup equipment. Backup equipment. Yeah. yeah preparedness. Yeah. Preparedness. Uh, anyway, the chase leads them to the, what do you call that? The dam nozzle? Sure. The uh, <laughs> the, the hole damn, in the dam. The damn piss hole, yeah. The piss hole. Yeah, whatever. He uh, And we get that scene where he jumps. You're right. Know. He throws a dummy off. Um, and I mean, they have a vocal or like a conversational tete-a-tete, but really ultimately it's all the same stuff. Yes. It's just like... I don't care. Uh, I, you're not going to jump. I'm going to bring you in. Well, I'm not going to be brought in. But know? I need, yeah, I need to talk about this because it's it's yeah. obviously showing Harrison Ford's desperation. But there's yeah. definitely that. Oh my God, I can't believe he did it. Um, and I would say this plays into a lot of dad instincts, which is everyday guy doing an amazing badass thing. Yes, it, it is. It is behind every failed backflip in in the world. Mm-hmm. Right, yes. this <laughs> moment, which is. I bet I the could belief. do that. I the could ju- I could make that jump. You know? Yeah. That's what we're seeing here. It's the ultimate like, yeah, I might be an accountant, but I bet I yeah. could jump off a dam. 
You know, like that's that's the thought process here. It's like that's it, what it comes down to. Dads yeah. want that. It's like, what if my confidence though was reality? Right. Look and at this everyday guy doing something awesome. It. And they even say like, one in no a million people jump from that dam and they all die. One in a million, you know, right. is what I think they say in the thing. Yeah. And then <laughs> he jumps and he lives. Of course. Like that, he takes a little snooze after. It's fine. Yeah. He has a dead wife dream. Uh, and uh, I might be skipping ahead a little, I guess. Mm-hmm. I just fine. want to note that, that that's the writer going, oh, we should make sure that they know his dick works. Yeah. Yeah. Because he has a fuck fucking dream. his dead wife. Yeah. Uh, and it, yeah, I mean, I think he, we assume he's succumbing to hypothermia and thinking happy thoughts, but because he also dreams of the one armed man, because right. that's the moment in the screenplay where we realize it's not just enough to escape. He must find the man. Justice must be served, baby. Yep. He also uh, dreams of the best line delivery of the movie, which is, we can't find the guy. We can't, we can't find, find the, guy. the guy. Can't find the guy. It's like repeated. Yep. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, just backpedaling a little bit because I, I want to I wanna hit uh, sure. the, Jones, the Jones part, um, which is that Jones like kind of reconvenes with the squad and barks more orders. And I love at one point, Tommy Lee Jones is frustrated because the river isn't turned off. Yeah. <laughs> like his demands are like, amazing. who's going to turn off that water? Yeah. It's like, you just, you were down there five minutes ago. First off second. What? Like, I know it's a dam, but like, but it do, takes a do they even do that? Don't they have to they plan do. that? They do shut off the water. They do the shut it scene. off, but doesn't it have to be like a day to do that? Yeah, they have exactly. to like plan for it and I, I shift would say, some stuff around, yeah, I assume. The movie does a good job, but all the people around him, including like Joey Pants and Ponytail, mm-hmm. uh, uh, they're all kind of exasperated. Like, they're all kind of like, you, you can't just do that. And I don't mean like morally. <laughs> Like, I mean, yeah, yeah we can't just turn it's off the infrastructurally. Dam. It's going to take a minute. Yeah. And he's just, I don't care. Yeah. Once again, it's we got to get this guy. And uh, and so we kind of get a little time lapse and it turns into night. And this is the night where Ford dreams of fucking his dead wife. But I wanted to point out once again, what is Tommy Lee Jones doing during this time? Smoking a cigar, baby. Oh, yeah. Is this when he's uh, in his little yeah. red vest? Yeah, yeah oh, I loved that red vest. Little mad, mad dad vibes yeah. going on because he's all comfy and Ford's all dying of hypothermia. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I want to take a moment also to mention uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones' speech patterns. This is one of the things that I think really makes him really fly off the screen in this movie. Is that like the lines they give him? It's it's also how we infuse folksiness into this movie because he says stuff like. Something ain't over until the big dog howls, which is not a saying because later he calls himself big dog. He does. He He keeps talking about big dog. It's just this random speech patterns that he has that it's like, if you were to say this in real life, people probably after a few times call it and say like, what you're saying isn't like a saying. Like right. that's a weird thing to say, but anyway, but that's no one's going to say that. It's the dadness. Yeah, he can get away with anything. Yeah, later um, uh, he does the like, that's not an L train. Do you, are you sure that's an L train? And then they identify and he's like, I told you that was an L train. And they're like, ah, right. dad. Ah, uh, dad, you're rewriting history yep. to make yourself look great. Uh, 
so next what happens is that after Ford survives the night, he hitchhikes and he's picked up by an age appropriate woman who's thirsty as hell for his future yeah. body. So I would argue. So my first instinct was like, oh, this is a lady at rock bottom. But then I realized <laughs> that if I saw Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford. Hitch- hitchhiking, I yeah. would probably pick him up, even if I didn't know he was famous. Because, mm-hmm. you Just know, he's a drawn very to the magnetism man. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I think in, you know, from a script perspective or from a dad, uh, dad movie perspective, the point is he's still got it, baby. Of course. He I should, mean, we he know that because he has a hot he wife. Start hooking. But he could start hooking if he needed to. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, um, we don't know if he went down on that lady in the car. We don't know. They don't show us, you know? Yeah. And then we have a, a section where one of the cool aspects of the movie is that the Fugitive Squad does a lot of like undercover stuff. They do this in U.S. Marshals as well. I was about to say, I love that U.S. Marshals, this is the big thing that carried over, which is <laughs> that they go in disguises. They're disguises. And yeah. I love it because it also... It, it, like in terms of dad vibes, it allows them our cops to be even more blue collar disguises because they're always yep. just like, I'm just putting the leaves in the bucket. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like that's, Yeah, that's something that happens later too, which is the idea that Tommy Lee Jones, he's not a stupid regular cop. And no. in fact seems to have contempt for the Chicago PD. No, he's yeah. a special daddy cop. He's a U.S. That's marshal. Right. So it, 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 it creates this. And both this and Kimball's arc is rebellion. Yeah. But also yeah. reverence for the system. Like they, right. they get both. They have their cake and eat it, too. It's like uh, <laughs> coming up, coming up. They actually tried to make this TV show, by the way, but I haven't watched it. But it might as well. Like, I hope it was just about this kind of shit, like just doing disguises and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it feels like it's like next on Fox, rustic justice. You know, it's yeah, just exactly. like ridiculously folksy cops. Um, and that's what we get. And of course, in this case, the sting or whatever we want to fucking call this goes terribly. Yeah. Uh, oh, because, I w- we should know yeah. they have no reason to dress up. They, they don't. They show up in, they barge in, down the door. in outfits. Yeah, and then just kick open the door. And it's like, well, that's not how a sting works. <laughs> that's not like they didn't. They didn't plan this out. It's like, why did you do the dress up? It's yeah. not like you did anything different than if you were in your normal clothes. Exactly. Uh, it's little missteps like this that like do not damage the movie in any way. In my mind, I'm sure someone might be. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm bothered listen, by it, you, but it's you like, could argue that they're scared that the guy is going to see them coming. It does the window. It but it doesn't really matter. doesn't matter because they just surround the house. They yeah. It's and it's fun. It's fun. It's ultimately, fine. it doesn't make a difference because the guy still takes a hostage, as we learn. Yeah, so they not only that, they like played into his plan, I guess. Yeah. His like random plan that he made in like a split second decision. Uh but yeah, this guy is the uh second fugitive who's been on the run. Right. Um and he's been shacked shacking up with the lady in some like abandoned apartment or whatever, or yeah. abandoned house. Um and they uh they end up shooting him because he has a gun to one of their heads. They end up and creating a, a convenient scenario for them to shoot a man dead. It's how mm-hmm. I would I would like yeah because Tommy Lee Jones ends up executing the man uh, who's holding this guy hostage. Which yes, in the scenario you're like okay, but this guy is giving demands at the time, and so yes. you could argue you could there you is could a negotiation. Yes. That's the, the and that's what I want to get to is yes. the writing and like the implications of the second follow up scene with Jones and the guy who had the gun to his head because the guy is obviously shook and he's like 
he accuses Tommy Lee Jones of saying, like, you were fast with the gun. He could he was clearly we bargaining. Could have bargained, yes. And to and Jones just says, I don't bargain. Right. He also tells a panicked woman to shut up before he leaves. Yep. And he after points killing a gun at her, her boyfriend. Yeah. yeah, he loosely like throws his gun over at her. Yeah, what like, we see, I would argue, is uh, a terrifying a crime. overreach of police power. <laughs> a crime, I would yeah. say. Um, and, several crimes, probably. But they are setting up what you're just saying, because the whole point, obviously, is if you're watching this for the first time, it's so hard to put it into context. We don't know what Tommy Lee Jones is going to do. And that's the whole point. Yeah, he that's doesn't the whole bargain. point. It's he's and, which terrifying, is, which is great from a character perspective because it means he's. We're now seeing him as tyrannical, and it, right. it's like, in other words, it's his world, and we're just living in it. Which yes. is like the arrogance of someone who would be able to catch anybody, yep. but also someone who is a loaded gun that c- could just go off at any time in any any right. direction as from our perspective. Yeah. yeah as so says, Harrison Ford is like the big dog. The big dog is always right. <clears throat> So, yeah, when Harrison Ford puts his life in his hands, uh, he has no fucking clue if that's going to work. And that kind of builds the genre or builds the drama, as you said. Um, So the next step is Ford calls his lawyer and somehow he knows that it's a bugged phone call, which is a weird subsection of knowledge that he would have as a doctor. Right. It's either that or the lawyer is like really squeaky clean because he's basically like, I'm going to have to report this. Uh, right and he just assumes it yeah yeah which is a it's probably a good lawyer thing to do (laughs) probably uh and he knowing this he drops that he's in st louis and we cut right to fugitive squad listening to the call this is the scene where he calls himself big dog and how he's always right yeah and they hear an elevated train which means that it's not in st louis and they they also hear bells and isolate the soundscape and they hear a conductor in the background and realize that oh guess what he's in chicago still and they wonder about that why is he back in chicago um and the team goes to work quickly I guess to research Chicago, I don't really know. Everyone kind of disperses and only like one job is like, you right. do this. And everyone's I, like, everyone else is like, I'm going to also do something. Yeah. I'm going to go stand outside and look around for him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know, but it's just, it keeps the scenes moving. You know, it keeps like the hustle and the bustle. Of course. Uh, but it's important also because the scene that immediately follows is Joey pants apropos of nothing when they're alone with Jones cop. He's like, when I die, I want to come back like you. Yes. (laughs) Which is a hell of a thing to say, especially because in that scene, Tommy Lee Jones did not really do anything. He didn't ever. The team. No, that was a team. He literally, he literally said like, I, I don't think that's an L train. And then was like, yeah, yeah, I I totally think think it's an L train. I lived under one for 20 years. No, he, he's respecting like his guile. He's just like, Mm. he's, he, or he's like, he's like respecting, I don't know, just his overall dadness, his confidence. Uh, That's the thing is I think it's just generally put in the script just to be like, Remember, Tommy Lee Jones needs a W as well. Right. Like it's the team gets a W and Tommy Lee Jones is totally like all about the team. It's not like he's like tyrannical and petty. It's just because he's joking and, you know, with all, all of his teammates. But it's like when they get a win, he needs to get even more of a win. And right. I think that's the important distinction with dad movies is that our protagonists, our dads specifically have to get extra credit because they are the leader. Yes. You know? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's that energy. Uh, Ford needs money. So he tracks down his old doctor pal 
Uh, and he's a nice guy because he tells him like, hey, I'm too hot, so I don't want to involve you. Just give me what you got on you. Yeah, and his and friend, his colleague seems like, oh, a little slimy. A little, little bit slimy. Of a, little, got a little bit of a vibe to him. More on that later. The, uh, he uses the money to get a shitty like apartment sublet, and then he returns to a hospital again because once again, it makes Ford Bear safe. Uh, and this time, it's to investigate prosthetic arms. So he's he's going to task. He's doing his own little detective work. Yep. And I love this small scene where the reception lady asks, can I help you? And he just mumbles garbage and then says gracias at the end. And it works. She does not investigate further who the strange man is lurking in like this obviously secure space. For all she know, he has like a prosthetic fetish and he's just here to jerk right. off. Right. Uh, it's crazy. What a crazy time the 1990s was. Absolutely. Oh, no, it's crazy believe. that he gets an apartment in this and gets also like true. a fake job and stuff. And it's like, oh, man, I could never do this today. I can't be on the run. Like the, if, in the, if this was made now. He would be caught so fast. Well, um, here's my secret theory is that when you're as handsome as Harrison Ford, maybe it is still this easy. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I, I don't wanna, know. Yeah, I want to note that this is so this is a part of a reverence or, for the system or daddiness, which is that so so far he's been the criminal. He started as daddy. He started as daddy doctor, respectable job. Right. right. And he gets framed. So it puts him bottom of the of the of the latter is like, Oh, you're a criminal now you're a fugitive. Uh, so on that social hierarchy, uh, he is, you know, dads don't like criminals, but so he has to investigate his own crime, elevating him to cop status. He is now the criminal and the cop. So now we have two cops, basically two cop, dad, dad, cop, cop, doctor, cop, doctor, doctor, dad, cop, Yep. And Dr. Cop. And or now they're dead, dead cop. Yeah, and now they're both doing an investigation. <laughs> yep. 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 And uh this has happened simultaneous to Tommy Lee Jones interviewing because once again he's everywhere that Ford goes, the next scene for Tommy Lee Jones is exactly where Ford just was. Yes. So he's now talking to the swarmy doctor friend. And he's who, like, Yeah, I talked to him. So what? Because which... <laughs> the movie wants us to like him, therefore mm-hmm. he's a straight shooter. He's a straight shooter. That's yep. right. Good distinction, Dave. Yep. And uh, he cautions also that Ford is too smart yes. to be found. He is one of many people who are just like, who, again, Tommy Lee Jones interviews who is like, he is the best dad. He's a better dad yeah. than you, Tommy Lee Jones. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> you know, so, so I don't, I haven't studied law. I don't know all the ins and outs, right. but uh also, isn't this a confession of abetting a criminal? Yes. Like him saying, yeah, I saw him and I gave him money and I'm not telling you where he's going because he didn't tell me. Uh, isn't that like jail time? But again, for... so this is OK. You're right. You're 100 percent right. Oh, okay. but I think what all of these movies from the judge to this are constantly mm-hmm. going to battle with, which is the reverence for the system versus nobody likes a little nerdy snitch. That's right. That's and right. that's the thing is that this is always going to be because you look at Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> as the odds. lawyer. He still goes. He bent. He he bends the rules. Right. Right. That's the cleverness. It's bending the rules. It's in this where they're like Chicago cops. They're shitty. But these new U.S. Marshals, we love them. Right. Um, he's a fugitive, but he's doing stuff within the system. And so right. it's or like Michael Douglas again uh fucking his girlfriend but it's all in reverence to the system he's unconventional but he has reverence 
And so Tommy Lee Jones here knows because part of the reverence for the system is also knowing or the, the faith that the system is lenient, which it absolutely isn't unless you're white, which this guy is. So I guess that works. Slam um, dunk. Because like Robert Duvall and the judge being like, he was like, I saw my son in him. So I let him go. It's uh-huh. the reverence for the system and leniency specifically. It seems for white, white guys. And I think that when you say system there, I think I, I just want to clarify, I think what you mean, because it's not just the system of like the protocols that are in place in society. In fact, right. most of the time we're very libertarian about this and we don't like that. And it's not sh- shown in a positive light. It's the system of the untold kind of like rules. social contract rules yeah. of society. It's respect. It's civility. Right. It's that kind of shit. Yeah. So and right I think, here, it's like, yeah, yeah, he could technically cuff him. But like but that's such a sniveling, it. like that has such doing, wimp energy of like him. He's got integrity. You know, he's not going to yeah. get off on a. Even know. though spoilers, if this man was in custody, that would make this go a it lot smoother. Yeah. He's the actual <laughs> super criminal. Spoilers. The, yeah. In what is of, I think, big dad energy. His mm-hmm. work colleague is a snake. Uh, yep, yep, yeah. yeah, yep. It's the work colleagues. That's how they get you. Yep. Uh, and uh, then we get like so. Then we get like this montage, which is a hilarious montage to me because it's a, it's not a useless montage. It's just a bad montage because Fugitive Squad is investigating more doctor buddies, and it's uh, we aren't truly listening to the montage. We're just kind of taking in the vibes, and the music is kind of rips. So we're all just like, yeah, all right. Uh, but like, there's this short scene where it's inside the montage where it's like he was a vascular surgeon which means that he fixed veins coming from the heart and then joey pants literally two lines later goes and what kind of medicine did he practice at the hospital (laughs) so it's like they just found it in editing and i just think it's funny that it's that's a like it's like they reversed it it makes joey pants look like he wasn't listening which is right I don't think what they intended. It's right. just one of those things in montages that I think movies get away with because they want it to sound good and feel good. Yeah, and they, they just want to move it along and your brain doesn't necessarily yeah. notice. But the uh, the montage continues and Ford Fugitive learns that about prosthetics and is creating a fake badge so he can work a maintenance job or like break in as a maintenance worker at the prosthetics lab. Jane Lynch is there at some point. Um and we get shots of uh, Tommy Lee Jones just looking at Ford's handcuffs. Yep. Yeah, he like sure real, does that. Like he's, t- he's like thinking he's like, Holmes. what to be a fugitive, <laughs> you know, kind of bullshit. <laughs> real shitty montage. Like, what is it? Like, I see, I've said that twice now. Like, my question is, what does it say? Usually montages say stuff like I have a thesis, like Rocky is getting stronger. It doesn't something. need to. This, it doesn't need to, Listen, I guess. This and, is the director of Under Siege. He knows okay. what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, this yeah. one is just like time is passing and stuff is happening. Uh, but all this gets stopped because the cops are outside of Ford's place suddenly. But twist, they aren't there for them. They're there for the landlord's son. There's a drug um, dealer and mm-hmm. uh, spot on casting. Spot um, on casting. Yeah. And uh, so this is about the hierarchy. He's a stupid drug dealer. So it doesn't matter what happens. doesn't matter. Yeah, but he does know that that now that apartment he has to burn that apartment now because yeah. they're probably he's now in the hands of the cops, his mortal enemy at this point. For sure. And later, um, I just want to shout out when they inter- inter- interrogate the drug dealer. Yeah, uh, they're all eating burritos. 
I, I love that. It's a, it's yeah. touches like that that make this movie just feel right. You yeah, know? it really does. Just like fucking, why not? Including yeah, the yeah. drug dealer, they're all eating burritos. I it fucking love with it. Someone passing out the burritos. It's so good. It makes no sense. Oh, I mean, it makes total sense. But it's like, why? Right. Why, in, why in this movie? And why now everyone's chewing? When it's they're a good talking. instinct where it's like, it let's totally give them is. something in the scene. You know, it's just a lot of burritos. Also, it's funny. Yeah. Um, so using his janitor disguise, now Ford breaks into a computer, which, you know, he's finding the one-armed man, and he knows exactly, since he's done his study, exactly what type of prosthesis to search for to find, you know, who has that prosthesis. And his technique is that he's cleaning the blinds, which, again, is very, very clever. Yeah. Because now they can't see what he's, he's, he's doing the crimes. And we intercut the cops, and we find out where Ford's been staying, so... Uh, you know, the burrito scene happens and, uh, and, uh, Ford is walking by an overflowing Chicago ER, uh, and he just can't help but help a kid. Julianne Moore is there and it's intercut with Jones finding the IDs that he's been making. So now he knows where the hospital for it has been like fake working since yep. for like a few days. So we're like, all right, so Jones is incoming. But meanwhile, back to the hospital Ford is forging paperwork uh as a doctor to diagnose and diagnosing the kid to save his life and take him to surgery instead of like can't help it but to save this kid's life and julianne moore sees him again after he does that and finds out like you didn't take the kid where i said to take him to and give me your badge you know what he also is what in this moment he's a real daddy to that kid he asks him about sports he calls him like slugger he's like a real like you'll do better champ don't worry you like sports what yeah. do you play? Is your, Champ. Is your parents around? Is your mom around? Is she Kiddo. single? How single? Yeah. Uh, can you rate your mom? One to ten. One What's, to ten. What are we How talking about? Is she? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's when the Fugitive Squad arrives and uh, Jones interviews more and he hears that Ford saved the boy's life. So now we get, and we get an expression from Tommy Lee Jones that he's like, respect, mad respect yep. to my fellow dad. And they also notice there that there's a prosthetics clinic in the hospital because they follow a man pretty creepily. <laughs> I love that scene. I love it so much. It's uh, so good because the guy's like, get are. the fuck off me. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, it's great. Yeah. But that it's once again, it's like two Sherlock Holmes figuring out and realizing the same crime. He's, right. he's and dropping these little breadcrumbs. I actually want to note. Yeah. I want to note that this is part of the overall vibe of Tommy Lee Jones, which is that he's such a dad. He's such an alpha that he's kind of okay like he he doesn't have any like social he doesn't care how he looks no. um and so like they're following this guy like real quick creeps and the guy turns around and goes we got a problem and he's just like oh no no problem like in a very gentle way because he knows he's the big dog and he knows yes. he could put this guy in a headlock and dominate him if he needed to but he's such an alpha He's such a big daddy that it's like, no, it doesn't matter how I look. It's a confidence that mm-hmm. uh, that com- goes into Tommy Lee Jones's entire performance. Uh, that is why probably he won an Oscar. It's just so good. It's a very nuanced kind of performance in that yeah. regard. Much more than action thrillers usually try to go for. Right. Uh, what they're trying to show when he's like, I told you that was an L, is what they're actually showing is he's confident enough to be wrong he just wants to yeah. win it's he not doesn't that, care if yeah. he's right 
uh, that's the point, and it, it makes them right. even more formidable. And it's how they can show him as tyrannical and also have us as the audience not necessarily blame him for it because right. he's like earning it with in other ways. But I mean, you know, criticize the characters as you will. Uh, that's just our read on it because we're, you know, we kind of like dads. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they go down the list of the names on the like the prosthetic list of who has like who's the one or man. And they go, uh, so Ford goes to like city hall or a courthouse. He goes to like a city jail. Uh, and this is, yeah. it's a weird thing, but like I lived in Chicago briefly where this takes place and they, Chicago is a city. So everything is vertical. So mm-hmm. like you go to this oh, grocery okay. store, you park on the roof. Uh, and so like what it seems like is this is one of those places where on the top of this building is in fact a jail. That's yeah, what it, we don't really yeah. have that in California as much. No, not I, that I'm I've not seen. used to that either, but I've, I've but seen it, it so before. It, was, it threw me for a little bit, but, you know, it's movie magic, baby. I believe wherever we are because the lights are there and the actors right. are there. Um, but, yeah, anyway, he's surrounded by cops is the point, and he's keeping his cool. Right, uh, we're starting to get this thing where they're like, why does he keep going into the lion's den, you know? Yeah, is exactly. Is he innocent? And it's to the point that, you know, the squad is going to start asking questions, like maybe he's trying to find like who actually maybe right. he is innocent because what's happening now is tommy lee jones is realizing and i love this because it works it's legit where he's like he's trying to solve his own murder therefore i still don't care i just want to catch him but what that means is i also have to do the same investigation he I have is to do yeah to find him exactly exactly because that's because if anything he is thorough um and after finding out that like the guy the next guy on the list is not the guy uh, he runs into Jones on the stairwell, and oh, now it's a chase. I'm sorry, and, yeah. I have to shout out Driscoll, the inmate oh, yeah. who just Clive wants Driscoll. to chat. That's all. Yeah. He's <laughs> That's, just like, he's, he's like, just, never mind. Dude. He's like, hey, you got me here. They don't got any cable. <laughs> <laughs> Let's chat. <laughs> and just good, uh, poor Driscoll. That's all. Poor Driscoll. He's like, man. Uh, yeah, I they, treat him like a, they treat him like a real criminal. He's like, what do you want? And then he's just like, hey, man, let's talk. I'm bored. What's your deal? Yeah, Tell me about like yourself. he's he's ready to talk about literally anything. Yeah, uh, it's great. Uh, but I love that the stairwell sequence starts with. Uh, I love the simplistic, and it's very dad because it doesn't have to be that intelligent. The simplistic kind of hacks that we do with these characters in the case in this case, it's uh, Tommy Lee Jones. To verify that Harrison Ford is Harrison Ford, he just yells, Richard! <laughs> and Harrison Ford looks up and he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, which can happen. Knee-jerk reaction. But That's like, totally a good way to like get someone. Like, hey, is that the guy I think that is? Just yeah. yell his name out. Uh, it's totally simple, and I may be you know, like, giving it too much credit. It's just exactly the perfect way that these guys would solve that problem. Yes, it's a real dad thing to do, because yeah. dads are also kind of dumb. Where They're kind of like You dumb. see that and you're like, man. But hey, <laughs> it's like the definition of like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's like, it's going for the duct tape, you know? It's yeah. just, let's solve this with elbow grease. Uh, anyway, Ford escapes in a St. Patrick's Day parade. I don't know if that's relevant at all. Uh, but he Oh ends yeah, up- because St. Patty's Day is the most dad holiday. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Maybe that's, that's probably a bold assumption. But, you know, if we're talking about uh the normalization of dads and like stereotypes there and we're talking about drinking all the time so yes. uh f- yeah anyway ford breaks into the one-armed man's house because he's the last name on the list he finds him uh he doesn't actually find him but he f- he finds like 
that a photo of him and he's like he notices okay oh and that's my doctor buddy Lentz yes and he, he pieces finds together him uh, photos of him on a fishing trip on a fucking fishing big trip. dad big dad exactly. energy why are they fishing with the assassin it's what? like <laughs> robert duvall getting cancer treatment playing chess the, yep. at a lake house a lot it's of exactly fishing it. There's fishing in the American president. Fishing, There's fishing in right. um, the judge. Fishing in this. Was there fishing in We Are Marshall? I don't. I don't remember. think they had time. They only no. had football to do. But and it's like, also that's an older man's game. Right. We Are Marshall is about young youth. That's that's true. And it's amazing. I just love that this assassin went on a delightful fishing trip and then kept all the pictures. To, yeah, he that's also he good. wanted to keep He's those memories. Criminal. He's like, hey, that was a nice trip. Yeah. Uh, but we learned that essentially, or Ford pieces together that he's in the pocket of Big Pharma. This is all, uh, it, it gets deeper, which, you know, is yeah. how these things go. And so he's fucking ballsy as fuck. And he calls Jones from the location. Uh, intentionally to get him to trace the call yep. to he find says, the one our man. He's like, I'm not trying another... to put together a puzzle here. And he's like, Well, I am. I, I and am. I just found a big piece. Yeah. Oh, God damn. They're so hot for each other. Yeah. Uh, and they dust the place. They get there. They find the evidence. And Jones talks to the one our man, Sykes. Yeah. Uh, not Jones... before one of the cops calls him a clothes horse. So just, yeah, just throwing that out there. I'm so no, glad you brought that yeah, up. It because... doesn't have anything to do with daddiness. It's just I flagged the term clothes I horse. I actually searched it in Google and I was like, because I was like, that can't be a term. Yeah. Turns out it is. Yep. Apparently, I just didn't know the term. Apparently no, it means no. someone who likes a lot of clothes. Nobody knows the term because why would someone say that? What a weird. And why is that a term? I don't know. The, the thing we know about horses is, is all the, the yeah, clothes they, love they clothes. have. Oh, Jesus. What a fucking stupid world we live in. Yeah. Anyway, Jones is like, again, stoicism incarnate. He just is like, he'll let every, his interview tactic is let them tell on themselves. Yeah. Uh, which is total dad move because at any time you're either screaming orders or you're acting like I don't have to say anything. Right. Because you know what you did. You know what you did, son. Uh, and we find out that the pharma company found out that Ford found out that their heart drug causes like a liver disease. Prevasic. Yeah. So they're trying to shut him up and accidentally killed his wife. And we find this out because Ford calls his doctor friend, the, the guy that weren't the snake to tell him. And immediately after the call, Jones again, hot on the trail. Uh, and, uh, like they essentially now their ambitions have aligned. We got to find out who killed Ford's wife, all that stuff. Um, but now it's like he's assembling evidence for Jones because now Jones is now hot on the trail of this, of the, the real guy, the, uh, the, the snake. And while he's doing that, Ford is um, going to an acquaintance who apparently is like a storage house for medical samples I love that he has no clue that Ford was convicted of killing his wife, but he acts like he's his buddy. Yeah. Like, did you notice that? I found that pretty, like, he didn't read papers for like a year. Uh, he has no, he's like, whatever happened with that thing with your wife? <laughs> yes. Bones. So first of all, he has a friend named Bones. That's so oh, cool. It's, oh, it's named Bones. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, Bones apparently is like a doom prepper or something. Cause yeah. Bones, uh, yeah, is not 
engaged in the news. Oh, that's all I'll <laughs> say. Yeah, he's not engaged in the news, but he's I guess where hospital store medical like the the backup medical samples, which yeah. are just left out in his apartment, it seems like. It's very strange. But anyway, Ford is still looking for evidence. He visits Jane Lynch to verify that the samples that he got from Bones uh, are not supposed to be, there's supposed to be multiple samples from multiple patients, but the company has been covering up the damaged liver samples by putting healthy ones in and they're all the same. They're all from the same people. Right. So it's all falsified. And also we learn that Lentz, the guy who was on the, uh, the fishing trip is also dead and he didn't, he so he isn't the one who actually manipulated the samples and is after a Harrison Ford, but rather he probably was a part of this whole yeah. scenario. And Harrison Ford and gets got, a real grumpy face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's like, and "Where he are you gonna go?" It and he's together. like, "I gotta go see a friend." And his friend did it, the snake. Meanwhile, yeah. the one-armed man has now been following Ford, and Ford boards a train. And a passenger recognizes him from in, a front in, page article. Yeah, and what I would say is an Oscar-worthy cartoon performance. Yes. Where he oh. like, like, like <laughs> looks at the paper, looks at Ford, makes a face, yeah. and then like cl- slowly gets up and leaves to go talk to a cop, like yeah. practically whistling. It's great. And right that, and I love that shot because right as as <laughs> right as Harrison Ford's looking right down the barrel of the train, he's like, "Oh shit!" He's just told a cop, but then Sykes arrives and uh, just inhabits the frame. Right, and it's time for a dad train fight. Uh, and Sykes ends up shooting the cop, which is wild because he probably could have convinced the cop that he was like, oh, no, I'm yeah. doing a citizen's arrest. I'm a security officer and all that. Yeah. It's, but it's, no, he just shot him. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, how convenient, how incredibly convenient that the villain uh, who is, is a master assassin up until this point doing a great job. Not, you know, not just totally whiffs it. Yeah. Just shoots a fucking cop and not just a cop. The janitor from Scrubs. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, and Ford takes that moment to beat the shit out of Sykes. Uh, and he takes all the guns, the cop's gun and his gun, and he puts them in a mailbox. Right. Which is also... Very daddy that of shows, him. It's, yeah, because it's, he's like, I don't want to use violence. It reminds me of Die Hard with a Vengeance, which is a pretty daddy movie, I would say, where mm-hmm. the bomb, they keep going, well, some kid could get this. We have to... Be responsible. Exactly. Though it's literally evidence to show that, like, if he if though if he left them there, they could piece together just with a forensics test. Oh, he shot him. Doctor Kimball didn't do any of the kill. Didn't kill the cop. But instead, he's going to allow the police to believe that he shot a cop. Probably right. Um. Anyway, local cops. It's all coming to a head. Uh. The officer shooting alerts the the fuge squad. Um. And Ford goes to a hotel where his doctor friend is giving a speech about the new drug, convenient to a conference of doctors. And the local cops try to stop Tommy Lee Jones from entering the same place. And they're like, it's our investigation. Stay out. And what does he say, Dave? He says, arrest us. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What a line. Hell yeah. Uh, what What a piece of shit. Because it's just the same old shit. Cops fighting cops over whose jurisdiction it is. That's so bad. And Kimball just walks right up to the podium and accuses his friend of killing his wife and the company yeah, in the general. Samples. He, um, sorry, yeah. it's very dad for it to all take place at a convention. Very, yeah, very, very publicly. Dad, uh, yeah. Dads go on conventions. 
Um, That's true. And it ends with confronting a colleague with a big speech. Something we all dream about when we shower. You yeah. Know? We all play it in our head. I'm exactly. going to give them that speech. They'll all pay. They'll all pay. Yep. <laughs> and so they go and they talk privately, which is just, it's just a doctor fight. Uh, so Jones is fighting his snake uh, friend. Old man doctor fight. He, or, he Sorry, Ford. He yeah he's like Richard. Let's go talk this out in the other room. And he walks in and he nails him with a chair <laughs> with a like chair. a fucking pro wrestler. Oh, it's great! And it's, then it's just then bear he, on bear action. Yep, kidney punches. One of them falls down the fucking stairs. They mm-hmm. fall through a roof and it's into real an bad elevator. Yeah, they're they're not good at fighting, and I think that yeah. that's key. They're both because doctors. I think that dads almost like it better if the fighting isn't necessarily like virtuoso it's not I mean, a fight we also it's like that too but we prefer it when it's a brawl yeah. yeah um jones arrives and goes out to the roof where the fight is now moved and the helicopters are shining the light on ford and once again he basically does everything but hisses at the light like he's truly a bear like it yep. like scares him to move like oh, that's yeah. how they're treating him it's great and the helicopter then gets the go-ahead from the local cops to they're like just shoot him but then Jones, who sees that he's firing at him, he's like, I'm going to call it off and my jurisdiction's better. So the helicopter, because he's yelling loudly, uh, I guess, listens to, to him now. Right. So the uh, helicopter fucks off. More fighting. They fall on an elevator, descend onto a laundry floor, uh, which is just, I guess, like the floor where they, the hotel does all the laundry. And um, we have a little cat and mouse there. And then Ford saves Jones when the doctor buddy aims his gun, uh, uh, he aims Joey Pants's gun at Jones. Right. And Ford beats him with a pipe. Yeah, Which he is does. very appropriate. Yeah, it's almost like it's a dick. He just slaps him with a dick. And Jones tells Ford he knows he didn't kill his wife. Yep. <laughs> and they take him into custody, and Jones is kind to Ford in the backseat with him. didn't care undoes his handcuffs just two dads with respect for each other yeah and then turns out jones cares but then he says the last line of the movie don't tell anybody okay yep <laughs> because we can't let that shit out can't we can't let the daddy daddy secrets slip it's vulnerability that we can't yeah. be to the world we can just be it between dads just and dads then, can be yeah. vulnerable to dads that's it that's the only situation and then they and kiss. Mm-hmm. yeah and yes that yes. is that is the fugitive. I want you to it. I want to know you to tell you something real quick. Yeah, what's uh, up? You can go to devlinmcgregor.com and it is a full pharmaceutical company page. Get the fuck out of here. Someone made with like several tabs. It's updated. <laughs> it is completely a, a parody, a full parody. Is they it still sell- 1993 in there? No, it's it's like they literally are talking about like, oh, yeah, we're going to appear at this 2023 convention this year. Like someone is updating it. They sell merchandise. What? You can get Devlin McGregor hats, Provasic shirts. That's so uh, fucking awesome. Yeah. That's so stupid, I mean to say. Yeah. No, I'm going to buy stuff right I'm after I'm going to buy stuff right after that. That's going on the old bookmarks <laughs> yep so oh, hell yes the fugitive daddy so let's go to the smoking room dave and let's talk about has this updated our conclusions what have we learned about dad trope okay 
So the one that I think is undeniable mm -hmm. is four words, reverence for the for system. For the system. Yes, I agree. That's in all of these movies. Also, women are in peril. Yes. Um, you could argue that there were women on the plane at we are, and We Are Marshall, too. So mm -hmm, women are in peril. I'm writing that down. <laughs> we don't down. need them all to check all the boxes. It's fine. No, but you're, you know, women are in peril it's and the, we are marked. It's the vibe. It's it's innocence as well, but it's usually in the case of women because, you know, what do men like more than anything? Right. Um, the inciting incident is a tragedy. Yep. Right? Yep. Always like, yeah. use guile. Violence is secondary only if necessary. Guile over violence. Mm -hmm. And in the case of um, Tommy Lee Jones, just plowing ahead. Stay the course. Take control. Yes, right? stay that's the course. The, I would say, is that the same as like, job, job ethics? Um, yeah, I, I would say that they're kind of similar to, or there's they're similar. They can be separate. But I just like the idea that like a tactic of dads is plow through stuff. There's definitely, yeah, stay the course slash plow mm -hmm. through stuff i'm writing it down because mm -hmm. yeah that's definitely throughout all of these right we stay yep. the course so i have like job e i i still think yeah job ethics is a big part of these right mm -hmm. um uh so we, like listed here job ethics reverence for the system women are in peril uh dealing with tragedy and guile over violence and staying the course um, yeah for sure uh, doing your job also is like, I think also a bedfellow with some of these, like just the idea of like, be good at your job, just like focus on that. Yeah. And that will, that will set you free. Um, also something that I'm starting to notice in retrospect, I think we mentioned the last episode, the very concept is just, just being underestimated yes. because that means a later scene will occur where you get the victory because yeah. you are underestimated. I think that goes into guile, right? I think it does a little bit because guile can sometimes take that, that form. Yeah. I'm writing that down though, for sure. Um, we do technically get dicks, though we don't get uh, piss and shit in this movie. Yeah, I will write dicks and piss and shit as a possible. <laughs> I'm uh, still one. saying it. It's I still think we need plays. more exploration of that one. Also, we, we daughters, still a, reverence for daughters. daughters. We don't have being a parent in this one, but we do have reverence for children and the innocent again. Um, but we don't have daughters like we do in a lot of the other films we've covered, where it's just straight up, right? You but know. You yeah, there is still like uh yeah definitely the children something was he's a daddy. yeah 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 no not in this one I'm just saying like uh, what have we learned from the last four ones you know yeah exactly uh and in that in that same vein I think that there's like referencing sports or male bonding um we get the sports, squad fishing I'd say. yeah fishing and stuff mm. I mean these are specific like fishing and sports, but I would say in general, it's just the feeling of Male like bonding with the team yeah. and camaraderie. Um, don't forget that. I think in all of them, we have some indication of they're virile. They're sexually and physically powerful. Dicks, right? dicks that work. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think that a new one that's starting to form for me is the idea of how dads approach authority which is sometimes it's just declaring things you want because your leadership is like beyond reproach, right? Right, yeah. 
it's almost like a, a challenge authority to become the authority. You know what I right. mean? Like yeah. it's challenge authority, but don't question it. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Don't question the authority, but also like, but also listen to what I say because you respect me because I'm above it. I am a part of not the system system, yeah, but and the I would system say behind systems. That is, yeah, uniquely different than reverence for the system, but it does go within it. It's all still the same thing. Um, and I think that the a new one that I think we're going to see a lot more of depending on where we go with this series is what would you do, which we talked about at the top of this podcast, the concept of like teleport yourself into the shoes of someone who would be, who's having a bad day. Who's the world doesn't believe in you or the world thinks you're a piece of shit. Prove them wrong. How would you do it? Yeah. I also think um, the guile over violence being underestimated also goes in with badass every man. I yeah. think that's going to become a thing. I think every man is like that. That kind of goes without saying, right? Like the the whole concept is that it's a dad is an every man, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, and but we'll, totally. we'll see how that goes. But um, I think we're going to get a lot of like your job. You, the starts is like you know I'm I do this whatever wussy job mm-hmm. and then I do badass. And things. I think that what. Here's something that I've been thinking about. A lot of these tropes are also kind of forming in this kind of cast, this this little mold that I imagine that is something we actually haven't covered in any of these movies, truly. I mean, a little bit in this one. But I think that we're going to see it more and more the deeper we go, Dad, which is the concept of vigilantism, you know? We're all right. our own personal Batman. And in this one, we get a little vigilantism in the form of um, he solves his own crime because they didn't do a good enough job. But I think there's something about just like, what would you do? Like being underestimated, all these concepts of being like the person who's the outsider and has to prove something. Vigilantism comes from that. You ha- you're seeing the secret truth. Yeah. It's also like renegade. It's part of the, um, yeah. I think it's part of the, you know, challenge authority, to, but don't question it, which is like, it's someone taking the place. Like you said, Batman, where it's mm-hmm. like, I'm technically going alone, but it's to fight crime, not to rob banks or anything. Yeah, exactly. I'm, uh, I'm not going to make anyone, I'm not going to ruin anyone's day or do anything that would break the social contract. Right. I'm going to bend it and make like steal a car, but don't worry, they'll get it back. You know, it's that kind of, uh, you know, two step, two steps forward, one step back kind of mentality for sure. Cause you have to chip away at it. It's hard work being the right one in the room all the time. Right. Uh huh. And then this is just auxiliary at this point. Cause I think the list is pretty uh, solid right now, but something about trains and planes and driving around. Oh Yeah. (laughs) You know, we get we we get a lot of driving around. I would say and... we call it big machines. <laughs> big machines. Because big look machines. at this, this takes place in a laundry room at the end. Uh mm-hmm. there's like planes. Uh helicopters. I, I guess, yeah. yeah, yeah. He teaches his kid to drive in the judge. Mm-hmm. Um the car. The car stuff in the judge. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, um, in in uh, American President, one of the biggest arcs of uh, sub arcs is uh, the fact that he can't drive. It causes right? a lot of problems. But he has yeah. a helicopter now, doesn't he? And that's yeah, cool. Yeah, he does. That's cool. He's got a he's got a fly car. He's yep. got a better car. Uh, but yeah, it's I think a lot of shit happening on trains and planes and stuff because. Like it's just a vibe. At this point, we're just talking about like what we're getting. We're putting scenes, everything down because we don't want to. Uh, this we is don't want to miss thing. Yeah, and we don't want to just nail down like these four elements. I think for this first batch, it's nice to get them all down, <coughs> and then mm-hmm. we'll see where we go from there. Yeah, I think we've done it though. Is there anything else you want to add to this list uh, as per the four movies that we watched this month? Weirdly enough, you'd think facial hair would be more of an issue or a thing, but I a thing, ha- but it, not in the movies we watched. Yeah, so I, I just I'm going to keep an eye on that. But right now, exactly, we got our we got our eye on you, beards. Yeah, uh, is what you're hearing from inside dads. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think that is as good place as any to be like, hey, I think we uh, I think we're we're still compiling the list, and hopefully, it'll form into like two or three like really succinct kind of like this is what a dad movie is that's the experiment we're doing here in small beans uh and we'll see how long it takes us to do that uh because i'll always be watching dad movies i had a blast this was great time uh dave where do you think people can find you on the internet oh um geez they they can find me uh if they look up gamefully unemployed g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed we have a patreon the, uh, this is a network I do with Tom Ryman, uh, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed to find uh, some exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a maniac. And then some podcasts we do with you, the small beans, such as Star Trek, the next Futurama and Spielboys. And then we do like a weekly free podcasts about movies, Hypecast We just watched, which is a movie review show. So check it out if you haven't. Check it out. Uh, and as always go to patreon.com slash small beans and throw us a few dollars if you can, because you can get access to some exclusives like maybe the rest of this series. I haven't decided it yet and I get off from withholding. So I'm deciding now that if you, if you want some more of these episodes, maybe you're going to have to do that, but I don't know. Uh, this has been a great talking dads with you. I can do Uh. this forever man oh yeah what a great time daddy's forever let's get the tattoos to say that oh daddy's forever tattoos yep on our arms mm, on our butts let's, let's start with the arms and then we'll do it other places too you <laughs> right can, above you can our have crotch multiple daddy tattoos right yeah i just want to know what my first is oh i mean feet bottom of the Ooh. feet bottom of the feet so we walk upon it every yeah. day yeah and it sucks for like a few weeks after yeah. we get it oh jesus yeah that'd be terrible <laughs> yeah all right let's get the fuck out of here all right all right Bye. dads 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 dads, dads. dads.